myself I have an MBA securities licenses and clients net worth for decades for 15 million dollars they have 50 million dollars so you only can keep clients like that if you use decision science you use logic and you use math and you have a vast network of people that you tap in to their knowledge to benefit your clients. Because, because of my securities and licenses, I have a fiduciary responsibility to protect the public. Now, for me to make money and live a good lifestyle here in Southern California, I have to consistently make my client money. And more than that, provide them with the right intellectual, financial resources so we all could be happy. So I translate that, my career, who I am, into sports betting to give you, of all people, the tools you need to put money in your pocket, betting on college and professional sports. Why do I do it? I do it because I just got tired of listening to the bullshit from ESPN, from Fox Sports. Constant ton, Big Ten channel, constant ton of just crap. So since I watch some, a lot of sports, since I have a lot of contacts in the sports industry, I decided to share information, good Solid. I have a journalism background as well. Well sourced information so we can all help each other get to the truth or at least get close to the truth. Elon Musk said, if you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. So, what we do is we collaborate. The sports betting is about collaboration. We collaborate with each other to get as close to the truth as possible to predict outcomes. And since we live in a $134 trillion U.S. market, the richest country in the world, for now, there's enough money for everybody where we do not have to be over competitive. But we teach decision science. We teach uh, mental health, mental health first aid kit. We teach uh, different methods, the nuts and bolts, right, of how to pick an investment, how to analyze an investment, right? And sports betting is an investment of your time and your money. So you have to have a very disciplined process. 
while I'm listening, while she's she's sitting back watching her money roll in. So yes, that <laughs> Otis Redding song, watching the tide roll in, watching the money roll in. All right. So if you're the toughest, smartest person in any particular room, you are in the wrong room, right? So little did we know that Melissa Einstein here, the finest specimen ever in sports betting podcast history. <laughs> There's never been a finer person, but she's not just fine. She's extremely intelligent. And last week was 70% against the spread. Your bravada was blowing up, right? We got to get you with another one because pretty soon you will be banned from bravada. I know. <laughs> By taking all bravada's money. That's good. You know, you know how to do disguises and stuff. So when we go to Vegas, NCA and stuff like that, you got disguises. So when we get thrown out, <laughs> I got wigs. I can come back looking different. <laughs> I'm sure you're with your genius mind. Thank you for joining us. You'll introduce Scott, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Melissa means money. The <laughs> Melissa is for money. Yes. Sure does. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, week seven. I'm excited to go into this and uh Excited to have Scott on back on with us for week seven. How are you doing, Scott? Oh, week seven. Oh, God. Too many teams on the buys plus there's too many bad games this week. So there's a couple that you could you could just pop as just, we were talking about pre-show. You could pop into the v, VCR VCR. See how old I am now? <laughs> pop on the TV. VCR. And you could fall asleep. Yeah, I remember those days that was back in like 19 before Melissa was born. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I grew up with those. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, okay. And it was. But, you know, that hunk of metal that you put right on your TV. Right, right. Yep. No, it was when she was like three, you know. Yep, probably. Just put it, like, piece in their cartoons. Yeah, my parents still have, I think they still have their whole set of uh, uh, VHS, right, tapes. And uh, the, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, so they're making, you know, before we get into the games real quick, they're making such a big deal. Maybe you can explain to this, Melissa. I mean, I heard a few of her songs. She's from, you know, Scott Nicko, the woods up there in the Northeast. But why are they making such a big deal about Taylor Swift? Oh, gosh. You know, who cares about Taylor Swift? Melissa is prettier than Taylor Swift. But Melissa <laughs> can beat games, too. <laughs> I would I would match up uh, Travis Kelsey on the field. Taylor Swift probably not. <laughs> Travis Kelsey cares about that redneck. I can say that because that's what, what Anna was calling him the other day. He cares about that redneck. He cares about Taylor Swift and that redneck. So what's the situationship? I'm guessing that situationship, Melissa, is and you can time in too, Scott, if you know what this is. You know, because we nailed down hot yoga, right? So hot yoga is you have to work out a long time, make yourself hot, and then you can go to the hot yoga where everybody in the class is hot. So that's hot yoga. So what's a situation shift? 
is it just that they're both marketing and doing commercials together and they're not really dating and it's a whole story they're making up or yeah. you, you think that's what it is a hollywood hollywood marriage it's not even a hollywood marriage it's a hollywood uh fake dating i guess <laughs> It, yeah. It, oh, no. it just, yeah, it just seems like that because all of a sudden, right? I guess the NFL wants to. There's a movie or something with her coming out, and the NFL wants to try to market it to get views up from the age group that likes Taylor Swift. Right, but all of a sudden, this stuff. Yeah, because it, I think maybe they're trying to make up the money from uh, Roni Mara. Remember that. Yeah, Mara was coming up with a movie, and all her commercials have to be after every NFL game. And after you know, the, it would be a commercial, and then you would see it, and you just get up because it was Ronnie Mara. It was the, the Ronnie Mara movie. So they're like, okay, Ronnie Mara sucks. I know she's the daughter of one of the owners. Let's try somebody like Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what a situation show. That's exactly what it is. You, you nailed it. That's exactly what it is. The NFL is trying to get. You know what the NFL is trying to do? They're trying to get everything to themselves. We we've known that for years, right? And now and now they're saying, okay, Taylor, we need to use you to get up to this group of sixteen through twenty-five females. So we're gonna we're gonna use you to get our, our views up. And at the super, after the Super Bowl, it's probably gonna come out that Kelsey and Swift have broken apart or broken up. So one of, the, one of the reasons we are the greatest podcast of all times is because people do not understand or realize that 40% of the NFL audience, uh, what, are, what they call super fans, people who uh, watch every game, 40% are women. Right? And not all of those women. Right, uh, they're doing it because uh, their boyfriend or or their husband or whatever they're doing it just because they like football. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, and the uh, large lesbian population loves football. Right, and they watch yep. every game, and they know a lot about. So we have to listen. <laughs> Checking that box for us, but even more than that, she's making us money. So the first game we're going to look at is going to be Thursday night. Uh, two very cheap football teams. Now, one of the owners, uh, it's going to be an interesting game, right? Because, uh, you know, I have to look at politics from, you know, my wealth management situation. Um Situation shit. The the Jaguars owner, right? He's a Muslim owner. Who knew this would be such a big deal now? It knew it would pop up, but he's a Muslim Palestinian owner who has to, because this is what happened to me personally. I am on the board of the Diversity Council in Orange County. And we had here a Palestinian organization that had been rumored 
to funnel uh, money to terrorist groups. And they wanted to be in the diversity. You know what I say about diversity is not race, color, religion. You know, it's all kinds of different things, regional diversity. We have, uh, and again, you know, 40, you know, female CEOs make 46% more cash flow. Diverse companies make 43% more cash flow. That's what's important. Revenue is bullshit. So you have to look at free cash flow. So they're like, can we be part of the group? So we had this huge meeting. Are you going to be, let's have a seminar. Let's have an HR seminar and let's look at it. So they came at me and they were like, okay, uh, we feel that if you hire one of our employees, they have the right to pray at 3 p.m. every day. And of course, I threw the joke, it's 3 p.m. at somewhere, at any time somebody takes a break. <laughs> <laughs> they just looked at me very seriously. But then we got into a serious conversation. How do you integrate them into business? The law says that they can pray at 3 p.m. as long as it does not hurt the business. So I said, well, me being me, I've read the Quran and it says that you must kill Everyone does not believe in Allah and it's an infidel. If somebody believes this, isn't that a high-risk employee? Why is stopping him from coming into the cafeteria in bombs and blowing everybody up? I'm just asking questions, guys. And they had the attorney there, civil rights attorney. They had the, the, the cure, uh, you know, mullahs there. You know, it's all cool. And they're like, well, have you, know, have you read the Quran? Yes. Have you studied the Quran? No. I shouldn't have to study the Quran in the United States of America. And so he's like, well, uh, he was he was stirring his word and the lawyer says, well, there's two parts of Islam. One part of Islam is you have to educate people and you educate them. The other part of Islam is like Hamas is we're going to kill you. You don't believe, we're going to kill you. You're at a dance party, you're having a good time. Obviously, you don't believe. We're gonna kill you, right? So I'm like, what do you guys believe? So what does the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars believe? He won't say. You know, his brother, the mayor of London, that's why they're in London all the time. Uh, he says that he goes the educational route. You must educate people. You don't have to kill them, but you have to educate them, right? So all that. Uh, I don't think they're going to get the rest call in New Orleans <laughs> in the dome against Derek Carr. Give me the Saints minus one under 40 because I don't, I really like the Jaguar. And I know they want to be more of an offensive team under uh, Mormon Peterson. I don't know how longer he's going to be able to coach that team uh, because of that. And because he's, you know, goes to the same mission as Andy Reid. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Dennis Allen, them, they have a good attitude. It's, it's kind of like that edge, their attitude edge or rah, rah, rah stuff. And Bill Belichick goes to, you know, we'll get into Bill Belichick deep later. Uh, but he goes to six games, right? The six games of the re regular season, rigid thinking. Sean Payton thinks the same way. We're going to play vanilla. And we get to start game planning seventh game, right? So we're here in week seven. Uh, the rah-rah Dennis Allen stuff, I think, has lasted. 
because their car is a fraud. And he relies on all that rah, 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 G shucks. I'm a Christian guy. Let me pray for everybody in the community. <laughs> Remember, I'm not making a statement about religion or politics or anything else. I'm just linking it to who are we going to pick to make some money so we can cash tickets and we can have the same level of success Melissa had. <laughs> so what do you think, Melissa? Um, I Yeah, I agree. I agree with you on the Saints uh, minus the one. I'm kind of feeling the over on this one. Mm. Um, I feel like... I feel like it's going to go over. I, oops, I just yeah. feel like they're going to be So I'm, I'm going to think this long and hard here because I don't want to be sitting there in the first quarter. It At the end of the first quarter, because I don't even listen, right? So it, it'll be in my mind. At the end of the first quarter, it's the Saints 21 and the Jaguars 21 in a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's funny, but it's cursing. Yeah, I'm not watching it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Scott? I agree with you, Josh. And I think since the end of like New Orleans Saints, and especially in a short week, it's going to be tough for them to to get up and to, to score combined 50 points. Plus, Trevor Lawrence is still unknown whether he's playing tomorrow night or not. He's got this knee injury going right now. Um, if he plays, he's going to be very limited. He's not going to be able to move in the pocket. Uh, I, I wrote it down earlier today. I already bet it. Saints minus one in the end. Now I'm second guessing myself because of what Melissa just did. So, <laughs> but I'm going to say Saints minus one in the end. I, I, Wallace can't score 20 points in the game. It's very hard for them. So, yeah, it, it is a very long night. When you go against Melissa's picks, but that's going to be the consensus. Saints <laughs> minus one, under forty. And I guess I'm going to have to have the alcohol out from when teams score. <laughs> I know, right? Soros. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing we're going to look at are man another pathetic. There's a lot of I think a lot of teams are trying to get ready for the recession, and a lot of successful gold diggers have sucked the money out of the old owners and then no money for backups no money for even a coherent coach when you read arthur smith all he says i mean because you know you can't say the truth you at least entertain or at least act like you can put a sentence together like when i read about arthur smith today i'm like you know what he should be giving uh, Derrick Henry a check every week because he carried this guy. <laughs> He's done nothing with the, with the Falcons. All he does is run, 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 run the ball. Uh, he they got the cheap, for, you know, quarterback Desmond Ritter that I saw four years uh, when they played USF. And when he played USF, I wasn't scared. I was like, okay, Desmond Ritter. So what? He sucks at quarterback. I'm actually glad he's a quarterback. And then, then he's a first round pick. You have to have you this year. We'll have everybody for the draft. We had a Rob. God bless you, Jerob. Said three days ago. But you look at these drafts and you're like, man, are you trying to lose on purpose? Yes. It's the uh, the people that own the trust of the gold digger, um, Arthur Blank Home Depot. And uh, seven years, 
or billions of dollars for that lady and all the kids are mad. So to say that they're going to Tampa Bay and again, rigid thinking, Andy Reid disciple should have been ahead of that. That's my confession for the Hawthorne effect. I should have been ahead of that and I wasn't. So to know and not to do is not to know. So I got to look at my thinking. Am I being self-destructive? That's why I didn't do it. Do I, do, I, do I need to be more rigid about forgetting the past and understanding the other people can't forget the past? Talk about Todd Bowles, who had no game plan for Mon- for the whatever, for the Eagles or whoever he played. He had no game plan. He didn't want to win. Oh, the Lions. He didn't want to do anything. Why? He has a division game the next week. So I'm going to go, you can't trust the Buccaneer to like your dysfunctional family member. And now for the holidays, uh, they're supposed to bring candy for trick-or-treat. And they have some story why they couldn't get the candy. There was a hole in the, in the bag and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. So they showed up, though, right? Because they knew there was going to be free food involved. But you, you can bet on them showing up. You can't bet on them doing what they said they were going to do. So the Bucks, I'm going to go money on it. Because you can't trust him with points. Baker Benfield is dysfunctional, right? He has to see therapy every day for all the issues that's gone on in his life. Uh, the I like the over 38 in this because it's going to be hot and the Falcons do not have backups. So the game is going to go over on a special teams touchdown. And something I noticed, college and pro, is teams. This is going to be the theme of the podcast. The theme, teams not being able to change. Did you guys notice this week uh, quarterbacks just running the regular plays and getting people jumping routes and going, going the other way, pick six? It's because they're running the same play all year. Defensive coaches tap in and say, hey, jump the route. I don't care. Jump the route. And they jump the route. And there were many, 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 you know, Jalen Hurts included, many, many pick sixes because they knew what the play was coming because they refused to change or – They've been running the same place for six weeks. And again, different coaches look at it differently, but it's similar. For Belichick, we know it's six weeks, and then every four weeks, they do an evaluation. Gruden used to call it the four-game season. We have four four-game seasons. Now they're 17 games. So do coaches go four or they go five, right? Each team operates differently. So give me Tampa Bay, money line, over 38 points, and second half line. Second half line is in the 80% and went two out of three last week. It made me feel better in the afternoons. <laughs> the good old it, Miami's been lights out. Miami's been lights out. Second half line it hasn't even been close. We'll go Scott and Melissa. Yeah, I agree. I, I can't trust Atlanta based on what I saw last week, and I watched a lot of that game. Um, and the Atlanta Falcons radio broadcasters all over Desmond Ritter. They're not happy with him. Um, you know, he's he's not doing anything that can help them win. I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor Heineke gets a sack at some point, very soon. Very soon. That's the thing, That's the thing that you can't go, oh, the starters are playing. You know what? The backup might be better because yeah. it's, Scott's made a lot of money on this podcast with that, right? And we'll talk about that later when Miami comes up. Yep. Uh, 
our secret weapon makes a lot of people a lot of money. Even though I don't know anything about fantasy, you and Jim do. Yeah. But that we'll we'll give a teaser for the Miami game. Where is Miami even playing this week? But yeah, now they are. Uh, yeah, there's a big teaser in that one for the fantasy people. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what do you think, Melissa? Yeah. Um. I agree. I originally had under 38, but maybe I'm, I think I'm feeling the over, but I might. I I'm the, 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 the average of an NFL game, no matter what anybody says, oh, this is a high scoring year. Da, da. You look at the end of the year, oh, it's 45.7. Yeah. 45. This is a 38, and it's a division game. That oh, means wow. they have more plays, they have more, they're trying to score special teams touchdowns. Desmond Ritter, I don't know. There's not a lot of plays with him, or maybe Arthur Smith doesn't know a lot of pass plays, but they're jumping those routes, and that creates turnovers, easy scores. That This has to go over 38, so I love that. All right. Next game, uh, for those listening to us or super fans that we have out there, thank you. Uh, if you have an issue with insomnia and maybe the doctor giving you a sleeping pill, I highly recommend <laughs> DVR or recording the Raiders versus the the, the Bears. Um, literally, the Bears have a Division 15 guy from nowhere. His name is Baguette. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. I call him Baguette because today's my fast day and I'm hungry. It, it, it's his name. it has to be a Baguette. Oh. I can make a sandwich with. <laughs> uh, this is how bad McDaniels is as a coach, right? He, that win over Belichick, you could throw it out the window. He coached for the man for 15 years, right? He had his ex-players who were all mad at, at, at Belichick for cutting them. Uh, and so that you can take that out of the window. So he, he is basically 10% games that he did not have the film of the other team, right? Or, or Belichick. He, he loses. He's on the road. And actually, it's not an Andy Reid game, but I read this quote to Melissa. And I'm going to read you an Andy Reid quote. The, he can't lie because he's a Mormon, right? And uh, he has a lot of guilt because one of his kids committed suicide and the other one uh, is in jail for life for murder because he was his linebacker's coach because he neglected him so much he was forced to hire him and have him on the team uh, and on the way to the Super Bowl what's what's this with the why do you need I guess you know I've been married for 20 years I'm out of the game but why do you need a pound of cocaine in your car right <laughs> <laughs> I mean that, that that's a lot and really, to be honest, if you got something that was good, uh, a little of that will kill you, right? But I digress because whatever, Ursay had a pound of cocaine in his car. So this is a quote from Andy Reid, Scott. Uh, this is about parody in the NFL. Was he uh, surprised by the upsets, right? We don't believe in upsets, right? Because marginal utility, upsets don't exist. Right, uh, right. You know, I mean, uh, New York Jets beat uh, the Eagles and San Francisco loses to the Clowns. He mm -hmm. says, we'll probably focus on us getting better and what we're doing. 
we got plenty of things to take care of without worrying too much about other people. See, he's one of those coaches that thinks long-term and wants his team to get a little bit better as the year goes along. You sit back and watch these games. I'm like, Andy Reid, why are you watching these games? He does not learn from his mistake. He should be spending time with time with his kids, his remaining kids that aren't dead or in jail, right? Instead of watching more football. You're a football expert. You won two Super Bowls. Why do you need to watch more football, right? It tells you that the parody is going on in this league right now. It's crazy. It's great for the cities in the league. Whoa. What does that tell us? It's great for the cities in the league. Everyone has a chance. Are you betting on games, Andy? And what the league is striving for. That's where we're at with the other part of that. That's like, oh, I've talked too much. Right. So that's why we see teams cover for marketing reasons and refs make calls for marketing reasons, which is not illegal. It might be unethical, might be wrong, might be a bad business plan, but it's not illegal. And the money's green anticipating things. Right. So that's why I'm picking the Bears plus three. Under 38, I'm going to buy the half a point because uh, the Raiders, I don't think they scored 20 points all season. This McDaniels, uh, I'm going to be my own man. No, you're not. You're trying to copy Belichick who is uh, um, living the past, dying in the past, complimentary football. What do you think, Scott? Boy, making this pick makes me sleepy right now, so. It's going to be very tough to make this. I'm going to agree with you, Josh. I just think that the the NFL needs the Bears to win some games here. Yeah, Las Vegas has won three games. Okay, so they're set. Right. Chicago's only won one game. They need they need some wins here. They they can't go one to one and six after this game. So nobody's going to buy Vegas for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that Chicago, I'll take Chicago. And I'll take the under. Uh, you know, it's 37 and a half. That's a low, low number. But still, these two guys, you're looking at Brian Hoyer against Tyson Badgett. And that's not going to result in many points in this game. So give me the under. I hate doing it 45 to the normalcy, as we, as we said time and time again. But for this game, Two backup quarterbacks, they're not going to be able to throw the ball that well. Um, and if one team stops to run more than the other team, they're not scoring. The other team not scoring. So so I'm going to take Bears and Under in this. And another thing about human nature that I experience is wealth management, right? Because I grew up poor middle class. And I'm like, okay, let's make money. Let's make money. And my richer clients are like, Josh, calm down. Hold it. Hold on, Josh. Calm down. What I care about is, Tax mitigation. I want to keep what I have. I want to pay this. So human nature is they fight harder to keep what they have other than kind of strive for stuff. For us, money-wise, means this game's going under because both these coaches are about to lose five million dollars your jobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't want their sorry ass big baguette from from uh, Division 15 college, junior college. Yeah. 
really making any choices or taking any chances with this guy. They're going to run it up the middle punt. The over-under of punts, you got to look on that. <laughs> right? What do you think, Melissa? Oh, I can find out. I can find out. I agree with the under. Um, I, I'm feeling the Raiders on this one. Ooh, the greatness of the Raiders. Yes. But after what you guys said, I'm kind of conflicted now. <laughs> well, you can take points. Take the Bears plus the four points. Yeah. And then we're all going to be, we all can be right. And yeah. The Raiders, take the Raiders on the money line. Exactly. So I might just do that route. Um, so Bears... Plus three. Yeah, dysfunction as dysfunctional as the Raiders are, you never want to take points with the mains. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, under 100% agree on that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, the under. All right. And remember, if you have insomnia, record this game, watch it intently, you'll be asleep by the middle of the first quarter. <laughs> right. Even though it is a one Eastern, ten AM Pacific time stop, you still be asleep by the end of the first quarter. So. <laughs> you will be. You will be. All right, but you recorded. I've done this before. Literally, literally, I've done this. Do you have a sorry ass game like this, and you can't sleep, and it's a Tuesday night? Put on that game, and you start watching him, and you start to get throwing back, and it's incomplete, and the punter's running out. You're, you're, you're dead asleep at that point. All right. Another sleepy game is going to be the Cleveland Clowns. Uh, the running game, right? Live in the past. You die in the past. Shanahan wants to be like his dad. And all they do is run, 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 run fast. They, they played into the Browns, what they were doing to win the game. Now they're going against Colts. Remember, it doesn't matter who the starter is not playing. The backup could be better. In this case, of course, the Colts, very dysfunctional team. I was talking about Ursi. He's the owner. He had a pound of cocaine in his car, a hooker, and 30,000 ecstasy pills. Still can't really understand that because you would think it was for personal use because he's the owner of the team. He's not dealing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to break this down. But he's the owner of this dysfunctional team. They do not have backups. Uh, but they'll win this week because of Garner Menchu. Garner Menchu. It's going to be a better quarterback than what the Clowns have. And the Clowns cannot be consistent. That's why they are. The Clowns would hate to be a fan of their team. Because <laughs> they, they beat the best team in the NFL one week, and now they're going to lose <laughs> to the worst team in the NFL. The Colts plus two, under 49, because they were, both teams are going to be and are very, very conservative. We'll go Melissa, then uh, Scott. Yeah, I agree with that. Um I think that Colts are going to whip the Browns, but but plural. Um, <laughs> I think it's going to be under 39 as well. Nice. What do you think, Scott? Oh, boy. What an awful week in NFL. I'm going to be sleep, very sleepy by 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, yeah, give me the Colts plus the 2 in the end. I think the Clowns are going to come off of a a really big high, and usually when they play, when teams play the next game, the crash happens. And I think in this case, the crash is going to happen. So, 
I'll agree with you guys. Colts plus two under. Colts plus a two in the under. You get another game you can DVR for the next night. Because, you know, I try to do that and I try to put the same game on and I just can't do it. <laughs> so <it's> another game. <laughs> it's so bad you can't even turn it on to make yourself fall asleep. But there's another game you can have as a backup to that. If you can't sleep the next night. And I get to save gummy bears. Next game is going to be the Detroit Lions. Adrian Rob always has us going good with them, giving us insight on them against the Ravens in Baltimore. Um, I like the Lions plus the three and a half. I'm going to buy the hook. So I'm not on a key number. The Lions are a hot team right now. Ben Johnson is almost as smart as Melissa. He's a genius offensive coordinator. Uh, can even get a dumb guy like Goff to understand the offense enough to score points. I like the under 42 because of the philosophy that Harbaugh, right, from the Harbaugh football mafia family is having about running it. Uh, break your kneecaps coach, Dan Campbell. He, that's his philosophy, but he's pragmatic. He knows how to get into shootouts. So I still like the under 42. It's a, early in the season still, seventh week. Uh, Lions plus three and a half, under 42. We'll go Scott and Melissa. Yeah, I agree. Baltimore's coming back from London. Their legs aren't going to be with them. They won that game last week. Didn't look impressive. Tennessee. They had let Tennessee with the backup quarterback hang around and almost almost tied them and then win the game in overtime. So right. I think Detroit's playing another low right now. They're, they're very, very good. I'm impressed with them immensely. Um, I'm sure Age Rob is very, very excited that, that the Lions five and one right now. So Bro, very I think they're gonna go six. Yeah, I think they're gonna go six and one. So I'll give me the Lions. Um and give me the under. They're gonna both teams running the ball a lot. So oh, right. and, the, and that means running the clock. And the clock is just gonna roll. So Lions plus three and a half and the under. Like, love it. Love it. Now. We don't not let him bet his own team. But every week since he's up there. Well, what, what, what did Melissa pick? Do we get Melissa's pick? That's the same yeah. as yours. Oh, same as that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So we're unanimous. So I would bet double on that. Mm. Bet double what you normally bet on your Detroit Lions plus three and a half by the hook. Under 42. All right. He's been watching the Patriots for 50-plus years. Knowledgeable guy. Listens to New England radio. What? We don't let him bet the Patriots. But he does give us a good Patriots report. What's your report on the Patriots this week, Scott? So if you listen to Scott Zolak on a radio broadcast, he's like a Belichick truther. Right, and he is off of that wagon right now. He's not a Belichick truther anymore. He's very easy beside himself, and which he should be. Which he should be because they're not, they're making too many mistakes on the field. They're making too many mistakes in management. The organization is a complete mess right now. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I'll reiterate it. He's gone after this year. Belichick. I think Bob Kraft is is really upset. I 
I think Tom Brady has his ear a little bit. Brady's telling him right now, hey, the game's passed this guy by. You might, you might let him go. Right. So I, I would not shock. It would not, should not shock anybody in the Belichick's on the last year. Plus now, an article came out where he's considering stepping away from the Patriots. So I read that article. Second, I don't believe it for a second. Yeah, but, I don't believe it either. But, but I, I think that. He knows that Kraft is not happy. He knows right. he's, done, he's done this organization pretty bad. Right. Uh, right. He knows that he has not coached his his optimum level like he has in the past. He's relying on his past work. Yeah. You know, in numbers and numbers, right? So yep. being with management, you kind of see things, you know, in between the lines. Even though Andy Reid stuff was between the lines, but we kind of read it good of what yep. he's talking about. Right. The way things are structured, and the fact that the Giselle Brady divorce is not final yet. Right, right. And um, Brady can't put out on the cards the money he has because supposedly he has the money to buy in to the Patriots. So once he buys into the Patriots, uh, he he has he has a memory like an elephant, Tom Brady. Yeah. Yep. That's what made him a good quarterback. He always got you in the right play. He remembers yep. all the slights that Belichick did when Belichick has a 20% winning record without him. Right. Right. So the, the, the fact is this. The winnable games they have on the schedule are no longer winnable. Jets, Giants, and the Raiders last week. They're not winnable because he's not he has not done himself any favors. As I've said in the past, Belichick, the GM, does Belichick, the coach, no favors. So I just think that they're at a competitive disadvantage every game they went to win this week against Buffalo, who played really bad on a national TV stage. Not going to be happy. And they're coming into Foxborough, and they usually do really well in Foxborough. So I don't know the spreads a lot, but I, I just don't think the Patriots are at a competitive mindset right now to compete with elite teams like Buffalo. So so yeah, no, I agree with all that. And uh Melissa sent me a video and it kind of hammered this in. If you live in the past, you will die in the past. He's dying. And Belichick, very rigid thinking. And I think Sean Payton's going through the same thing. Yeah. The first six games of the season, they only play vanilla and they only uh, game plan for division teams. And the division teams they game plan, they've been studying them all spring and summer. So, you know, you know Joe Judge, all his kids, uh, Bill O'Brien have been studying the Bills. Now, the Bills problem, illustrated by uh, that Monday night game, where they never should have lost to the Patriots. And the only reason they lost to the Patriots was mental. They were living in the past, the yep. hatred they have for Belichick, whatever. And, and man, the Bills are not about emotional control. When Gabriel started, uh, uh, you know, having words with uh, Josh Allen in the playoffs last year, it's like, this is not the time and place, guys. Right. You know, the emotional control on the Bills it's ridiculous, and it came out last week when they were very frustrated with the Giants. The Giants have to play one way, right? Run the quarterback 
and play zone. You have to be patient with them. And the Bills didn't have the patience. They're not going to have the patience against the Patriots. Hopefully, this gets bet to a double-digit dog in the division. And just because uh, Belichick has spent so much time and effort into the Bills, knowing every single thing there is to know about them, and I'm suspicious of some Bills players, maybe taking some cash from Belichick, uh, you know, detectives, right? And the Pagulas, even Pagula. Pagula, this is a problem too. This is going to be in New England. And Pagula uh, is in a beef with Jerry Jones. You know how Jerry Jones is about referees and stuff. So since the Patriots are going to get the call, uh, since Pagulas are so unlikable, since I, McDermott's trying to keep them together, but McDermott is an Andy Reid guy. He's going to be conservative in the wrong spots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nobody likes Kim Dorsey, the offensive coordinator for the Bills. Nobody likes him. Right. And, and he's making himself to be unlikable because he wants to focus and be a good coordinator. He's just like, I'm not here to make friends. And, and it's true. You don't make friends. And you can't give a shit what people think. But you can't be... I think Trump is a perfect example of this. Some other people are a perfect example of this. You can't piss everyone off. Maybe you can piss 80% of people, 90% of people, but you can't piss 100% of people off and some people twice, right? And so that's Ken Dorsey. Uh, I don't know about this new coordinator. Everybody loved Leslie Frazier. Now they bring in this new coordinator in. It's been a disaster. They're pointing the fingers at each other. McDermott is blaming the players. So I like Belichick. Belichick, all the games Belichick wins is structural, right? It's just because of the structure and the way things are laid out that he wins, right? And, and it's at a 20% clip, really, without Brady and without these games that he, that, that he obsesses about. He's probably like 10%. He loses every single game like that, right? Uh, so I like the Indian Patriots. Hopefully, it gets to ten by game time. Um, already bet the nine, and I like the under because of Belichick ball. Belichick is—he didn't have to cheat. He is uh, one of the greatest all-time strategists, right? He beat Buffalo, and you got to remember that too. He beat Buffalo in the Super Bowl when Buffalo was hot. Yeah, running. They used to call it the running shoot. Now they call it the air raid. <laughs> right. Uh, so give me give me the Patriots plus the nine under 42. What do you think, Melissa? I first on Bovada, it's down to seven and a half now. Ooh. Ooh. Um on things, it's still at nine. Yeah. Um, and then on Everything else, it's like it's at eight and a half. Ooh. So if people go crazy on Sunday. This is one of those you bet both ways. Where you can bet if you get the nine, bet the nine. And if it goes to six and a half, six on Sunday, then you bet the bills. Yes. Wow. Seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because yeah. nine is still in the double digit dog in the division range. At seven, I'm not. Seven and a half, I'm not. Seven and a half from leading Bills. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I actually got the bills for at the time, I think it was this morning, it was at eight on the bottom. It's dropping like fast. So I got the bills, um, minus the eight and, uh, under 40, under 41. Nice. Nice. So we'll get Jim to do the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Jim tiebreaker in the New England game. Yes. We have a split decision. <laughs> <laughs> but we all agree on the under. Yes. But bet double on that under. Because really, the Bills, if they don't hit the deep ball, they're not going over. That's the way Dorsey has that offense structure. And it's hard to hit the deep ball on Bill Belichick when he's, you know, obsessing about a game. <laughs> obsessing about a division of him. All right. So that is that's some really good analysis, man. Making you money on the mm-hmm. New England Patriots game. All right. Okay, what's the next game we're gonna look at, Melissa? The let's see. Let me see. Okay, Commanders and the Giants. Ooh. Oh, another sleep game. Oh, another boring game. Yep. <laughs> I watched a lot of Game of Thrones, so to me, they're the Lord Commanders. Lord <laughs> Commanders. Against the ants, uh, we're down to Tyron Taylor. And Evil screaming for Tyron Taylor. What are you screaming at the man for? He's your backup quarterback. You're giving him zero line. And, and I wonder how much time did you spend teaching the man the plays that you're screaming at him. Uh, the commanders, Lord Commanders, again very dysfunctional. They have a new owner. So everybody here is going to get fired. So that's why I see Jack Del Rio coaching a little bit better these days. He's auditioning for a new job. Uh, I, I don't know if I told Melissa, but I was at the Rams camp. And I'm just watching around, snooping around like I usually do. And I look at this guy. I'm like, he looks a lot like Jack Del Rio. But what's Jack Del Rio doing here when he's supposed to be at the Lord Commander's camp in Washington? And he, you know, he gives his backpack and all this backpack. Why are these sports people bringing these backpacks to games and handing it to people? I don't want to know since these backpacks. Because uh, I was in the hood, people had backpacks. Usually there were drugs inside. But I don't know. It's just me, my warp tag. So he gives this backpack to some kid that looks just like him, right? So lo and find out later that was his son. His son works for the Rams, of course. And he flew down from Washington. Their lives different from us. They just get on a plane and fly. He just got on a plane and fly and gave his son a backpack. I don't know why he didn't meet him at the hotel, why he had to be at Rams camp. So he's coaching better. Uh, man, when they get mad at Benelami, they get shut out. The Giants have to win this game. Uh, going back to what Andy Reid said, right, about the cities. Cities need a win. Also, the geopolitical thing. Uh, New York has the highest concentration of Jews of any city in the country other than Los Angeles. Believe me, they're getting off. I'm always want to bet twice in this. So give me the Giants. <laughs> give me the Giants plus the two. Since these are two dysfunctional teams, in a division game, you're going to have to throw the kitchen sink at each other. Both teams do not have quality backups. 
went into game seven. Um, these guys, especially that emotional game against Buffalo, these guys are going to be worn out. You're going to see some special team touchdowns, some missed tackles going for blah, blah, blah. So give me the Giants plus the two. I'm actually going to go Giants money line uh, on the conspiratorial angle, right? Israel is at war, and this has the highest concentration of Jews in the country, the Giants. The Giants need a win. We're doing this for the cities. We're doing this for the country. Plus, we got true uh, warrior ships right there. Daring Hasbalah to do something, right? Daring. Daring Iran is about to do something. Because then, you know, when the Marines get involved, they'll be wipeout city. But I digress. Give me the Giants plus the two points. Don't trust them completely. So I'm going to bet the two points I already have. Over the 39 and plus 120 is what I'm doing. Does that sound good, Melissa? Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. Um I agree 100% on the points, the under or over. Sorry, looking at the wrong one. The over. Um, yeah, I think the yeah. Giants can win this one. And I think I'm gonna do the money line right now. Yes, that's gonna be the money line pick of the week. I'm gonna do that. Remember how we had that, Scott, the money line pick of the week? Chad, Chad was, was on fire, fire with it. He, every, every week, week he did it. Every week. I was thinking about it. I was, I was like, is it going to be Scott or Melissa? But since Melissa is improving Chad's slot, we'll go with Melissa. Melissa, starting next week, will bring us not only the Charger report, but the female intuition, money line, pick of the week. All right. <laughs> 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 uh, love it. All right. What's the next thing you're going to look at, Melissa? Um, well, can I ask you guys about that game? No, <laughs> Melissa, no. Melissa just told me what she was going to do. You're going to, you're agree, Scott, or what? Yeah, I agree, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. All right, we're all in agreement. That's We're all betting the game right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. John plus a 20. <laughs> all right. <laughs> What's the next game you're going to look at, Melissa? Cardinals and the Seahawks. Carmen Seahawks, we call this the Pete Carroll rule. If you live in the past, you will die in the past, right? It's you get caught up with all these emotions. It, it kind of it makes sense with Pete Carroll, right? He's caught up with the emotions of winning three national titles. He's caught up with the emotion of when Monty Kiffin, Monty Kiffin taught him the Tampa 2 de- defense. That he in the book went forever. He said he will not change. It's like I'll never change the defense we play, and it kind of makes sense because he can bring different players and you can do all kinds of different things with that defense. But he's not going to change. Uh, he acts like he's you know wide open coach, but really he's very conservative. What he's doing, it's all in the past. Against the new young team that they know they're suck, they suck. I think they're they're you know they're being very mindful where they're at right now, all of them, from the coach, the young head coach, to Josh Dobbs. Again, we're looking at a backup like Minshew, who's better than a starter. There's a cheap mafia-owned team to Bidwell. So they all know where they are, so they don't care. They're playing loosey-goosey, and they're coming spreads for us. So I like the Cardinals, young team, versus Pete Carroll, who's living in the past. And I think Vegas agrees with us. They put this more than a touchdown. Again, like the Patriots game, if this gets bedded up to a double-digit dog in the division, I'm doing that. 
That's five and one. And the one was when I went against Melissa. And Melissa won the double digit dog. <laughs> so that might be a rule. Melissa's going against a double digit dog. That's when you go the other way. Because double digit dogs in the division, almost like home dogs of Monday night, they win 80% of the time. But you never bet blindly. And we're going to do that podcast series. Melissa, the top 10 rules of betting. Uh, number two or three world betting is always do your research. Never bet blindly. So reading the Arizona Republic, reading the Seattle Times. And man, you get whiplash too because they're both. One's on the right, the other one's on the super left. Uh, I almost want to call it, you know, the occupied city of Seattle. <laughs> the, the, the occupied city or the free the free part of Seattle. Uh, I digress. Give me the Cardinals plus the eight, and I'm going to buy the half point and make it 45, which is the average score of an NFL game and because Carol's so uh, conservative and the Cardinals are going that route too. The Josh Dobbs running the ball and then trying to hit the big play. Right. 12th man. Seattle. So P. Carroll rule. Now the P. Carroll rule was coined by Scott. Called it the P. Carroll rule because we were making a lot of money that year. Just betting against Pete Carroll being stuck in the past. <laughs> Right, because when people stuck in the past, repeat behaviors. What do Scott and Melissa and I do? We track it, and then we get ahead of it, and then we bet on the outcome because it's predictable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Scott and Melissa, what do you guys think about this game? So this could be Josh Dobbs' last sack because Kyle Murray came back to practice today. So obviously, his last sack. He wants to. He wants to play really well. Give the team a chance to win. I, I've not been impressed with the Seahawks all year long, and I like them a lot going into the year. So I'm I'm going to take Arizona. I'm going to get it to plus eight with Arizona, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go under because I don't think Seattle is at at, at a competitive place right now. They can score 25, 20 to thirty points a game. You just can't do it. So I'm going to take Arizona plus eight, and I'm going to go slightly on the under. So. Nice, nice. What do, you, what do you think about this? I, I agree with the under. I'm I'm going for the Seahawks on this one. Ooh. We're going to sweat this game out late. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a very close game. I don't... I don't know. I'm a little conflicted on this one, but I think the Seahawks are going to outperform the Cardinals. Um, they are going to be home. Um, their total yards and passing yards are greater than, you know, the Cardinals from last week. So I think that they might have, you know, the upper hand on this one. But I do agree with the under. Does agree with, he agrees with the under. The reason that's important is because the last two weeks, consensus, we and a lot of these have been unanimous. We've been 24 and 5 on totals the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so worms to the wise a bit twice yeah. on the under 45 and maybe even stay away from the side because we disagree <laughs> that means it's going to be crazy it's going to be some crazy crap going on at the end of this football game yeah yeah there is there is <laughs> all right so that's going to be the Steelers now this game's going to be charged up Sure, I'm going to get some angry text from Melissa on this one. <laughs> Traditional, a lot of anger, a lot of back and forth between the Chargers going over to Kansas City and playing playing the fat ass Andy Reid. Uh, Herbert is hurt, so we'll go. With Melissa, we do not let her bet her own team. We let her get her emotions out on this game. <laughs> what is your Chargers report, Melissa? Um, Chargers report. Um, they're going to be trying to improve. Whatever happens on Monday for you know Sunday, they're going to improve right. all all the wrongs that they made. Um, so they're working hard right now. They have. The Chiefs' record against the Chargers is seven and three, so the Chargers haven't beaten the Chiefs since twenty twenty one. I don't. Some close games. I remember. I think it was one season mm-hmm. where both Charger games, the Chargers had the game won, and they handed the ball over to the the Chiefs. Yep. Yeah, they've all been they've all been pretty close games. Let me see if I can. Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey kills them. Kelsey obliterates them every time he plays them. Yeah, they have no solution for him. So well, it, it's because uh, when it, especially when it's a good offensive coordinator, whatever defense you're in, it's the wrong defense, right? Yes, right. yes. Like playing Brady, right? Brady would look what defense was, or Peyton Manning. And he, they would change the play to the right play. So the air raid, which I'll cut out, the air raid stuff, or I went down with um, Ben Raslaff, who was coached by Coach Kitty, who's the offensive coordinator of Texas Tech, and their best friends, Wingsbury, the head coach of the Cardinals, former head coach, and Lincoln Riley, $15 million a year coach of USA. <laughs> Melissa likes making money off him every week because <laughs> we know what he's going to do. But if you do with Notre Dame, we know Lincoln Riley. So in the air raid, what Kelsey does is the same thing Cooper Cup does. They they line up and they read the defense to help the quarterback. The quarterback independently reads the defense and they run the route, look for the ball. It's, they have that telepathy going. They didn't know each other, read the defense. Uh, so that's what Kelsey is doing against the Chargers. The problem is with uh, mafia-owned teams. And like Josh, what are you talking about? Uh, go ahead and I'm going to get this book. Talks about the Tarpon Springs mock. Uh, you got to kick up. You got to kick up to the boss. And that, so the boss is saying no to the backup linebacker, no to the expensive office lineman. I need the money in my pocket. Man. <laughs> All the Chargers need to do is get a couple of good offensive linemen, pay free agency, and they would be a very, 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 very good team. But they didn't do that, right? Um, 
the Hunt family does it differently. The Hunt family from Hunt Ketchup, they do it the right way. They're a dynastic family, and the football team is a hobby. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need the money. They don't have to kick up to anybody. They have the edge. Other than this, and Scott is my witness on the podcast. Am I not 100% or close to 100% with crazy, whacked out conspiracy theories? Yes, yes. You're, you're close, close to it. it. <laughs> I think you missed, think you missed <laughs> one in like four years. Maybe. Maybe. And that's so, about it. So. The number one city with a concentration of Jewish people is New York. Yeah. Second is Los Angeles. And Andy mm-hmm. Reid said this. This is from Andy Reid's mouth, right? We're probably focused on getting better. Got plenty of things to take care of. Uh, it tells you the parity that's going on in this league right now. It's crazy. It's great for the cities in the league. So we're going to do what's great for the cities in the league and give me the Chargers plus the six. Hopefully I can buy that seven point. I'm paranoid and certain events in my life have given evidence to my paranoia. So (laughs) Chargers, you're going to buy the point plus seven. Give me the Los Angeles Chargers. Plus the seven. Actually, I like the way both teams are playing. I'm playing with fire. So mm-hmm. I'll let you guys look at it. I'm tempted about the under, Scott. What, what do you think? What do you think about my conspiracy theory and the total under? Hey, hey, Melissa, who are you <laughs> picking in this game, by the way? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, and we're protecting Melissa's emotions. So I have a friend in Kansas City, and he's been in eight Chiefs games in his lifetime. Yeah. They're two and six, two and six in the eight games he's gone to. <laughs> so that gives me no hope because I had the Chiefs at, at the beginning. I'm still gonna take Chiefs. I think their defense is better than Dallas's, and Justin Herbert had a lot of trouble against Dallas' defense Monday night. Plus, it's a short week coming to Kansas City. It's probably the weather's going to be a lot cooler in Kansas City than it is in Los Angeles. And that's going to be sort of a culture shock to, to Justin Herbert and the rest of the team. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. Huh? It does get cold in LA, believe it or not. When the wind starts coming down to Santa Ana's and, you know, some moisture. Yeah. You get some cool. You get some cool. Like you can go, you can drive an hour from LA and go to Mammoth or Big Bear and go skiing. Okay. Well, what's, Melissa, is it big cold at night in LA? See, Kansas City, what? Um, well, where I'm at, it's next week, it's going to drop down to 39 degrees at night. Uh, but I'm all the way up in the mountains. So that's possible. Yeah. Um, let's see what LA weather is. LA weather, Kansas City. It's like the mid 50s. So that is cool. So that is cool. That's probably what they're going to see in Kansas City on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, chargers are cheap, so they, they 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 do not want to pay the fee. There's no blankets coming to, to to practice in Sil- Silfi. So they practice on a high school field in Costa Mesa. 
Yes. We're actually going to sneak up one of those practices for us. You know what? I'm, I'm going to take charge because I, I think to keep the game close. I think yeah. three more games. Yeah, three more I'll take the charges plus the six. And I'll take the under because I think both defenses can play really well in this game. Kansas City's offense has not, has not hit their stride yet. Until I see them hit their stride, I don't Five and a half, six points is a lot of points to ask. Remember, they, they don't want to hit their spread. They want to be hit their spread at the end of the season. December. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. Rigid thinking, Andy Reid. Let's make some money of Andy Reid living in the past. Right? Uh, I wanted to see the Chargers and Chiefs last year where the scores were. Oh, I, I think it was two three-point games, but I don't remember yeah. right. I just had it up, and I just exited. Um, last year, it's loading. Um, it was 30 to 27. Yeah. Their games have been high-scoring games in the last 10 right. games. So as far back as 20, 2018, 38 to 28, 28 to 29, 24-17, 31-21. 20, 23. So what do you guys think? Is it going over because they're going to throw the kitchen sink at each other because it's a division game? Yeah. Or the under the way they've been trending? And remember, the Chargers, Herbert is hurt. Right. With that hand. So they, I don't know if they can take many chances. And then the Chiefs defensive line is very good. So that means that they got to get the ball out of Herbert's hands at the most three steps, or maybe just run up the gut Eckler. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Both games last year were over games. And then go return to the mean, the podcast with uh, Melissa that we do about betting strategies. We'll go mm-hmm. to return to the mean, meaning that this game is going to be under the 48 points. I don't remember last year, Justin Herbert broke some ribs in the game in Kansas City last year. Yes. Right. So that so I think that's gonna mean he's gonna run the ball a lot more this year than last year, so he doesn't get hurt again by taking yeah. it. Yeah, he doesn't get more injured. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna change your guys' perspective, but his practice today, he was full. Full practice, no limitations. So and yeah, the problem with that is that they lie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Yeah, I, it wasn't full. <laughs> I agree with Josh because the Chargers have to make it look like that he's healthy, healthier, and ready to go against Kansas City. Yeah, and that, that's why they put him in full today. And the mafia is always covering things up, right? So they got to cover things up, and they're killing this guy. They're running him out, right? That's what the mafia does, right? <laughs> the boxer is hurt, or something happens in his family, or whatever, and they, they force him. Or uh, Frank Sinatra, right? Frank Sinatra would be in bed with a cold, and the mafia used to uh, get him out of bed to perform. Oh, you got to come out. You got to perform. What, am I going to a nightclub? No, no, no. You're going to the boss's house to perform. He wants to hear you sing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so he couldn't say no. You know, it's almost like Herbert. Herbert probably shouldn't even be playing with that no. hand in the, in the, you know. He can't grip and yeah, God. It, I felt so bad. 
Uh, yeah, it's, he's got so much on his shoulders right now for that organization, Justin Herbert, that it's really yeah. bad. Yeah, you can see the pressure on Monday night. Like, no, and, him. Yeah, and Brandon said he has to do 15 jobs, yeah. right? Yeah. You're sitting him there with a clipboard. You usually hire somebody to write on the clipboard, and you, you know, and you have your headphones, and you ask the guy what's on the clipboard, right? Like Belichick does, because he has an unlimited budget for crap. Brandon Stanley's writing the stuff down himself, man. It's so uncool. Yeah, but he's getting paid for it. He didn't ask me before he took the job. I would have said no. Wait, do you into a good organization? <laughs> so I short term. Businessmen and women think longer. All right. So we got the Chargers plus the eight under the 48. Under the 48. All right. What's the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? Um, well, we actually um, went past the Steelers and the Rams. So let's look at that one. Steelers and the Rams. Something I didn't factor in until uh, two games. That's another reason to listen to the, you know, the uh, road radio. I could hear in the Tampa Bay game, and I could hear in the Charger game. I should, I'm like, oh, I didn't think of this. I should review my notes more. It was a home game for Dallas, and it was a home game for Detroit. I remember, like, when I lived in Tampa, I remember those games where uh, people used to come in with two jerseys. Like people would, like the Detroit game, they would come in with a Detroit jersey and a Tampa Bay jersey underneath. And whoever they thought they were going to win at halftime, <laughs> so it was a the jersey they went to. They went to the second half. It's going to be a home game for the Steelers. It's a vacation game. Uh, people get mad at this, but LA has a lot of things, other things to do. Yeah. Uh, so. The Rams are not going to be able to hear on third down. It's going to be the terrible towels. And Rams are at rate. So Cooper Cup is going to read the defense. And he's going to, you know, have telepathy with Stafford that he does. But he's going against Tomlin coming off a bye. And Tomlin coming off a bye is almost 80%. Super Bowl winning coach, graduate of MIT. So his years have perked up because not MIT, but um, the military academy. So he's a military academy graduate. So now at a time of war, he's a he's a uh, military war strategist and technician that he uses for football. So with an actual war going on, he's perked up, right? So he's gonna develop a and then McVeigh. McVay's overwhelmed. You see him with papers. You see him with a red face. Uh, he married a Ukrainian gold digger. He's just taking his money. <laughs> he knows that's coming down the pike. Uh, he's over in Walmart right now. So I like the Steelers in home. The Steelers at home. No, the games are so fine. No, it's a home game for the Steelers. You're going to be hearing those terrible towels and Steelers fans going crazy. They're on vacation. They've been drinking. Probably now they get they're getting here on Wednesday and they're gonna drink the whole time and they're gonna be drunk and they're gonna be crazy. So give me the Steelers plus the three under 44 points. The 
the Rams do not have good depth. They've been playing ball control the whole year. I don't expect them to change. I do not expect any special teams touchdowns or crazy turnovers in this game. Uh, the Steelers have a paranoid young player, and the Rams have an old battered Stafford. All right. Veteran here. He's not going to make mistakes. Uh, so I like the Steelers plus a three and a half under 44. We'll Scott and then Melissa. So, Melissa. So, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay. A lot of podcasts. Just, just to get the feel out there what's going on. I watch a lot of coaches' news conferences just to, to get their, their gauge. So every podcast I listen to, when this game has come up, they said the Rams are in a great spot. They're going to win this game. As Josh knows, when I hear everybody is on one side, I go the other way. I'm going with Pittsburgh plus three. Contrarian. He's a cynical contrarian like Melissa and I. Yep. <laughs> when everybody is on the Rams, it's a great spot. The Steelers of the hobble, the Steelers of this, the Steelers of that. Well, guess what? They didn't play last week. They had a bye week. Everybody's on the Rams. I'm going with Josh. I'm going the other way. I love Pittsburgh in the spot, and I love the under. I'm not trying to change your mind, but I, this is, I haven't said that this year yet. I usually say that. When I hear everybody going one way, I go the other way. Right. I've actually caught on to that. I'm, I'm, I, you cannot believe me. You cannot get anything past the books. This is true. I, uh, I'm going the other way, though. I'm going the Rams. I'm going to be sweating. I, agree, I agree with the under. Um, it's going to be your average scoring football game. Um, the Rams have a bit, you know, of a higher stats than the Steelers. Yes, they had a bye week, but. I feel like the Rams are going to get this one. That's just my personal opinion, though. And, and you're 70% against the spread, too. <laughs> that is. <Yeah>, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with that. No changing my mind. <laughs> Right when I when I text you, fuck you, Melissa. It's gonna be uh, Rams twenty eight to nothing. You want to get to halftime? <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny though. <laughs> no, it's what I do. Goddamn, Melissa, she was right again. Holy shit! God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> All right, so another game we're going to be sweating, boys. Yes. Quinn <laughs> be like, okay, now I'm going to switch back to what Melissa said for my mental health. I don't want to sit there. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, so consensus is the Steelers in a home game under – now, all could be right, sort of, because uh, the Rams can win. And, you know. If the Rams win by three, we all win. But is uh, the Rams win by three, get three and a half, get the hook, we all win. Ruth Bader works out for Melissa, but never works out for me. No. I'm all for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I checked it out. 
I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not that crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? Uh, the Packers and the Broncos. Oh, nice Great. Uh, man, this is tough, right? The, the Broncos, Denver has the highest winning percentage at home out of any NFL team, NFL history, and that's because of the altitude. They're 0-3 at home. Going against the Packers, LaFleur, and to be honest, I'm always honest. I hate when people say to be honest. Oh, to be honest, that means that all the other times I talk to you, you're full of shit. It's be frank. <laughs> so to be frank, to be uh brutally, brutally present is another way of saying it. Uh LaFleur looks lost without Aaron Rodgers vetoing his play calling, right? He used to call a play or whatever, it was like pretty good. Aaron Rodgers is going to do whatever he wants, right? So now he's calling plays, and I think he's making the same mistake uh, McDaniels is. This whole, I'm not going to be my own man. We're going to play complimentary football and blah, blah, blah. And even the his uh, his home team radio guys are going after him a little bit because they're saying, oh, you know, you, the, your defense coordinator isn't that great. Why, why are, are you believing so much in him, right? Uh so the Packers have a hit or miss. They have a rookie quarterback on the road against the Broncos. And the Broncos have been horrible. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea what to do. Makes sense to just <laughs> oh, you, you want me to make sense? This could be the worst game. This could be one of the worst games of the week. Uh, LaFleur's got too much pressure on him right now. He's not making the right coaching decisions on the sideline because right. he needs to worry about what's going on at the off at the Packers facility on Monday because he's being you know he's charged with a lot of he's got a lot of jobs in the back right. the team is owned by the city. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so he's trying to satisfy the people that own it with the city of Green Bay and wherever right. they are, plus the ownership of Mark Murphy and all that. That's number one. Number two, Sean Payton is done in the Denver Broncos. No favor since he arrived. He's just, he just has no filter. He's he's complained about everything. He's, he's he's throwing everybody under the bus basically. Yeah. So so to me, this is a game of let's see who can score twenty first to win the game. And I think Green Bay is going to do it up in Denver. I know Denver is a great, has historically been a great home team. This year, throw that out the window. Sean Payton has messed that organization up so bad right now that I bet they management has wished they never hired him. So I'm going to take Green Bay on the road. It's very reluctant that I do it, but I'm going to take Green Bay on the road. And I'm also going to take the under because I think that both offenses have, are having a lot of trouble moving the ball against anybody. And these two quarterbacks just are not ready so to speak, for prime time. So I'm going to take the Packers minus the one underneath the total. That's where I'm going to go. Uh, I hate to do it, but right. I, no, I they, want to take Denver so bad. but Right, but they're trading all the players. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm reading the Denver Post here. It says, Sean Payne's reaction to his play sheet ending up on Thursday Night Football. I don't care. I don't worry about it. All the teams run the same place. So, coming off a bye, I know the plays. <laughs> You're right. There's no way, you know, there's no way the Packers should lose this game. What do you think, Melissa? I agree. Um, it's going to be an easy game for the Packers, regardless of the, alt- the altitude. Um, Broncos have not won a home game, what, in the last three? Or the, the entire season, right? Entire season. Yeah, they have one home game. Yeah. yeah. The only close game was McDaniels trying to lose today. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, easy easy game, easy pick. I didn't even feel like I needed to do my research for this one. I just saw the stats. I was like... Packers. Packers. I'm feeling the Packers. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. All the way through. All right. The, big, the, the biggest story to come out of that Denver-Kansas City game was that wide receiver Jerry Judy and the commentator, pre-game commentator for Amazon, uh, for Amazon, yeah, for Amazon, had had an argument about how good Jerry Judy is. That's the biggest storyline for them to come out of the game. When that's the biggest storyline, I'm not on you at all. I'm not on you at all because you're not worried about football. You're worried about everything else that's going on around you. Mm-hmm. So. Jerry Judy is one of the dumbest people alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. He uh I mean he's he's dumber than the Iowa State quarterback who put his mom's name at the casino at the sports book. Jerry Judy went to the sports book and used his own name to open up an account. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid can you be? How dumb can you be? What does he, he think the casino is going to say? Oh, it's not the real Jerry Judy. I don't know what you're about. Like, come on, really? He could have messed with me and I would have gave him my proxy in Vegas. Right? Oh, God. Dude, you should give Melissa's name. You give Melissa's name. That's right. Give him any name. Give him a, make a fake name up. Do something. Right, right, right. You can't do that. <laughs> protecting Melissa from these high priced NFL guys. Yes, that's that's true. <laughs> stuff and we have to go there, break their knees in their careers. <laughs> now that Melissa needs any help, but we just do it for right. Melissa's good side. Melissa right. doesn't need any help. She, she can handle that on herself. But we just need to get on Melissa's good side. Break this is true. <laughs> oh goodness dumb guys dumb nfl guys all right yeah we need to keep dumb nfl guys away from the list <laughs> all right so the eagles mm-hmm. the next game look at monday night football only a three-point favorite against the dolphins uh i mean i love the under in this because Philadelphia likes to run the ball and um, they like to cut the game in half in the second half. Also, uh, Miami being such a high-scoring offense, they want to keep Miami off the field. They have a great offensive line with uh, the Kelsey brother. Uh, It could be a crazy game. I'll, I'll take the minus two. I'm surprised. I think they're overreacting to what happened the week before. 
remember they were on the road and they're Andy Reid guys. And you know how Andy Reid feels. Andy Reid told us we have direct evidence. Andy Reid feels what did he say? All this parody going on in the league right now. It's crazy. It's great for the cities in the league. <laughs> right? So that's what Philadelphia was doing. That's what San Francisco was doing. All Andy Reid guys. All people who are in the Andy Reid mafia football family. So it's an overreaction. Uh, Vic Fangio shows you what a great coach he is. That the Dolphins' defense is not that great, talent-wise. You know, they fired Boyer, the other guy, and, and I wish that was a mistake because Boyer put together some great game plans. Uh, and Dick Fangio is doing what he can. So McDaniel is going to – man, the under sounds good. Every every point leads towards the under because McDaniel is going to not try to score on every play. He's going to have all the scoring plays with Tyreek Hill for home games and division games, not on the road with the defending NFC champions, right? This is a game where he kind of takes it easy. He plays vanilla, runs the ball. Uh, probably Mike White's going to start. And uh, Scott loves Mike White. Mike White made a lot of money with fantasy. Yes, forward because nobody knew Mike White except me. I'll take credit for Mike White because I was like, believe me, Mike White can play. I'm betting on Mike White, and nobody knew who Mike White is. And Mike White was the quarterback for the USF Bulls. Boy, I watched him play. And it's an alumni. I can say, you know, when people say we, I'm like, we? You don't play on that team. You have a mouse in your pocket. We? But I say we because I give $10,000 every year to the University of South Florida. So I can say we. <laughs> but uh, remember, Willie Taggart, the head coach, introduced me to Mike White. Rich white kid from Miami. He's like, yeah, we got this rich white kid from Miami. He's coming down to play for USF. He got cheated at USF, went to Western Kentucky. But I digress. He was under underestimated, right? He was better than Zach Wilson. That's why he got traded and sent off to Miami. Because he's always better than Zach Wilson. Better record than Sam Wilson. Had a winning record in the NFL. So he'll do well, but He'll uh, do us a school, Mike White. Uh, in those leagues now where, fantasy leagues where you need an efficient guy, the guy's going to get you a couple touchdowns, Mike White might be your guy. Is your league value, Zach? What do you think, Scott? So it's up to two and a half right now. I'm looking at DraftKings on my other screen right now. It's up to two and a half. Yeah, that's a low number. Yeah, that's a low number. I would make it, yeah, I would make it Philadelphia minus seven. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Philadelphia. I think that if you watch Miami this year, they've beaten every bad team they played right. by a wide margin. When they played a good team, and that's Buffalo, they got destroyed. I'm not saying they're gonna get destroyed, and I'm not saying they're gonna allow Philadelphia to put 48 points up like Buffalo did. I agree with you, the under, and I agree with you, the Eagles. If the if the Eagles beat the Jets, I might go the other way on this, but they lost to the Jets. So Philadelphia is at home, Sunday night football, prime time, the only game in the NFL going. I think the Philadelphia Eagles need to prove something. I think they will Sunday night. Yeah, they're gonna be pissed. They're gonna keep they're gonna keep Miami off the field on offense. So give me Philadelphia, give me the other. It'd be too too many. So that's what I'm right. Going. And Buffalo has an Andy Reid guy beats him forty eight twenty, and. 
Citriani is a uh, Andy Reid, Howie Roseman, Andy Reid people. What do you think, Melissa? Um, I agree that the Eagles are going to cover this one. Um, I'm feeling the over. Ooh. I, I feel like it's going to be um, a high-scoring game between the two of them. Um, both teams have a history of high-scoring games. Um, the last time, I think the last time the Dolphins played the Eagles, it was a high-scoring game. Um, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like in the middle. There's some low-scoring games and some mostly high-scoring games. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the overs on this one still. So. Yeah, no, Melissa has me paranoid, so uh, I'm gonna bet it again. Except this time with the hook. <laughs> get the the hook to protect my emotions. But one of the reasons I'm going uh, with the under is listening to Miami radio. Those old you know Bo Camper guys who played in the '70s, Joe Rose. Uh, you know, Hank Greenberg, <laughs> Hank Greenberg types, old, old people bet on every game. Uh, the Eagles five man. So the you know, Howie Roseman trying to be innovative. Good for him. It's doing new stuff, and it's worked well for the Eagles. When you know he has that new stuff on offense that he does, trying to cut games in half. Uh, on defense, what he has is the five-man defensive front. They, they haven't tried five-man defensive front since the 50s, early 60s. So people are going to have to look at that film, that old film, how to play five-man defensive front. And as bad as the Miami offensive line is, the two us hurt again, and those old-timers just upset over this offensive line. You know how they have money on the game when they start cursing the offensive line on the radio. <laughs> Miami radio gets me cursed. Uh, so that's why I think it's going under because Mike White, a smart kid, is going to get the ball out quickly. Mm -hmm. And so they have the five defensive linemen being aggressive with the offensive line, but then everybody else on the defense plays zone, keep everything in front. So now you're going to let Tyreek Hill get deep to keep this game under. Remember, the right. thing stuff we do is for the spread, to cover the spread. Right. So Melissa's going to be Ruth Bader Ginsburg on this one. <laughs> it's yep, Scott yep. and I going to make consensus the Eagles minus a two, under 52 and a half. So for the folks listening at home or wherever they are, walking the dog or jogging, listen to the podcast, uh, or, or on a ship in the Middle East, and uh, thanks for all the military people, listen to us to give them a little flavor at home giving the NFL picks for the pool, right? For the military pool. Um, the consensus pick is the Eagles minus the two, under 52 and a half. I'm gonna put the the half point to get under that key number. Uh, but you might want a bit more on the Eagles because we're the the total is disputed. All right, so for our last game, what's the last game, Melissa? 49ers and the Vikings. 49ers and the Vikings. This is going to be a very interesting game for the city, right? Uh, San Francisco is the third largest city of concentration, Jewish population. And Scott, pop quiz, what is the highest concentration of Muslims? 
in any city? Um, uh, we, we said New York, York before, so I'm going to go with New York. The Jews is New York. Highest concentration of Muslims. Oh, Muslims. Uh, city in the United States? Um, in Jacksonville. So. No. No, J Jacksonville is the highest concentration of trailer parks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's Minnesota. So... Literally, this is going to be an interesting game. <laughs> really? Yeah, this would be. Who would have thought? Truth is stranger than fiction. No, they had yeah. a big problem, and, and I got upset. I'm, you know, you and Chad call me the Cuban redneck, right? I'm also, you know, I was upset because um, cabbies and Ubers were refusing to pick up people from the club because they were drunk. And I guess Muslims are not allowed to drink or whatever. So they weren't picking up people in the clubs in Minnesota. They had to they had to make it a law. That wow. you had to pick up because you need a designated driver. Sometimes you get too drunk, have too many drinks. Yeah. You, you should get a cab. You should get an Uber home. And they're refusing to pick up people. So the 49ers against the Vikings, man, another young coach who got bad advice. And you see him on the sideline with papers. No NFL coach should have papers in their hands. <laughs> Jotting things down. <laughs> you should have enough money to pay someone. To do. So he's doing 15 jobs. Very, very shady. Owner. Ziggy Goff, who I have uh, direct evidence from. And I was laughing because I remember a couple of years ago, uh, these two ladies who hate sports. But, you know, we worked on some legal stuff and um, we have good rapport and they send me some stuff. He's like, oh, you'll be interested in this. And it's, you know, direct evidence of Ziggy Wolf, the owner of the Vikings, committing crimes. But I digress. We know they say owner shady. We know he owes the IRS $20 million. If I owed the IRS $20 million, I would be in jail with Wesley Snipes. Who <laughs> at the IRS eleven billion dollars? If I was Wesley Snipes, I would be very upset. Uh, so it's a shady team that doesn't want to pay for backups. You see McConnell in a quandary, very organized guy, kept everything close to the vest. And with that under game against the the sorry ass Bears last week, uh, man, I like the Vikings plus the eight points because uh, Mr. O'Connell. Young guy can stay up every night. And I'm going to go under 45. I'm going to buy the point to make it under 45. Uh, again, if you live in the past, you die in the past. The Niners died in the past last week, not opening up the offense against the Clowns. And Shanahan, reading the San Francisco Chronicle, has not changed. Remember, 95% of people can't change. He has not learned his lessons from last year of having a contingency plan. I guess Daddy Shanahan didn't have to have one when he won the Super Bowl. Having a contingency plan for injuries. So that is a recipe for disaster. He has not won a Super Bowl. He's been to a Super Bowl. Been to an NFC Championship game. The lights out defense screwed that up by not having a decent backup quarterback. He did the same thing last week. Had no strategy according to the san francisco chronicle for injured players either on the offensive line or the defense on the road again at minnesota 
McConnell needs to win quick. And again, it's our old friend, five, one and one. This season against the spread. You almost bet it blindly. But rule number four of betting is always do your research. So I did. I read the San Francisco Chronicle, the Minneapolis Star, and I like the Vikings plus the eight home dog on Monday night. So we got both these urban legends going <laughs> to cover 80% of the time, right? We got the double-digit dog in the division, a couple games kind of looming, even though the Patriots line has come down. Now you have your home dog on Monday night again, plus the eight, under 45. We'll go Melissa and Scott. I'm going for the 49ers. I know the home dog Monday night. <laughs> but I mean, I went I went for that last week, you know, in my gut. And you pushed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I did. But I mean I'm feeling I'm feeling because I can bet on this game, I'm feeling the 49ers. Nice. Um, so I'm gonna go against that Monday night whatever you want to call it <laughs> and, um, yeah so i'm feeling 49ers um minus seven i got them at seven um what are they now yeah they're at seven still um yeah i'm buying the point yeah, yeah that's right so then, <laughs> i'm feeling the over though on this one but i yeah. could be i i might i don't know I'm a little conflicted on the over under on this, so I might just stay away from the over under and then just bet on you know the side. So what do you think, Scott? Well, she's, she's really against you on this. She's really against you on this game. I know. Break the double tie. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under in this game. Uh, I think that Kyle Shanahan has been on and John Lynch. Has been on team's butts in all practice all week long so far. And there's just a team, yeah. Yeah, to shape up. Um, I'm going to buck the trend. I'm going to agree with you on the other, but I'm going to buck the trend on the side, and I'm going to go with San Francisco. Ooh. I think Justin Jefferson can't bet against Yes, you are. I think Justin Jefferson injury is that more to that Vikings offense in a in a negative direction. Than it has in the positive direction. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. I think the 49ers defense is going to just shut down the Vikings, not completely, but pretty, pretty substantially in that game. I, I think Minnesota might have scored 10 points, which means that if San Francisco is 24, they easily cover this. So I'm going to go San Francisco minus the seven underneath the 44. All right. So the consensus is your San Francisco 49ers, the third highest concentration of Hebrews, Jews, minus seven points, under 45, right? And they're going to be playing in the highest concentration of Palestinians. Right, and you have Omar and Talib, right, who should probably be kicked out of Congress. <laughs> um, so that's going to be a very, very interesting game. 
Uh, if there's a terrorist attack during the game, don't be shocked. <laughs> Tremendously prepare for it. It won't hit you as hard. And I'll just turn the TV off. Like I turned the TV off last year when Hamlet died on the field, almost died on the field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched to get away from reality. But we make it reality because we make money on this every week with uh, Melissa on the college and pro podcast. We are undefeated. And Melissa was 22 and 9, 70.9% against the spread, which 52 point, most betters are at 20%. 52.5% is break even. You should not bet on games unless you're consistently over 52.5% for mental health reasons. 59%, you can live in Vegas. You can buy a condo. You can live good in Vegas. 59% against the spread. When you get to 70% against the spread, you're an elite sports better. So again, Melissa was 22 and 9, 70.9% against the spread. Elite. <laughs> elite. So that makes us the greatest podcast of all time. <laughs> Darn straight. <laughs> Final thoughts. We go Scott and then Melissa. I mean, it looks like a tough week, but uh, as I look at the schedule, look at the picture, it's really not as tough as people are making this out to be. A lot of people I've heard on different podcasts said this is a tough week to bet because of all the injuries and all that other stuff. I, I don't see it. I, I see this as a great opportunity to make make a lot of money this week, and, and I think we will. We're we're the over under is we're almost lockstep all three of us. I, yes. I don't. There's many I'm very excited. That. I'm gonna yeah. put a little more money on that, right? As yeah. a money manager, the whiz money manager that I am, <laughs> I'm gonna put a little bit more money on that. Yeah. So, so uh, you got your over here, double overtime. The fight you see if you. Yeah, it hit. It did. I was, I was having it on TV on the side, so I was kind of listening to what we were picking. Um, and then when it went to 27-20, that, that was it for me. Um, so I like I like the Cavs this week. You know, short a week, a lot of teams on by, obviously, six teams. So there's three less games. Um, so, you know, even though it's three less games, yeah, there's still, there's still plenty of opportunity to make a lot of money this week. So. Right. And, and the, the folks that thought it was a tough week is because they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. I did the Hawthorne fan that, that I'll publish. I go through that where I, re, I, I check my thinking really is what I do. Uh, and beat up myself and, and really kind of recap the games. And then I go through this process with Melissa, 70% against the spread. I get to go through games with her. <laughs> that makes this week easy what do you think melissa i agree that this week is going to be an easy week it's i mean i looked at i looked at the lineup and i was like oh pff, easy easy <laughs> it took me not even five minutes to get my my bets in like <laughs> super nice easy. nice but we always do our research yes and, yes as i was doing research of course right so <laughs> Uh, each, each way works, but we decide to do it the nice way. It doesn't mean we're simps. Uh, each of us were cut your throat in a second. And we're nice from a business 
standpoint, right? From a business standpoint, remember my mom coming in the restaurant, give the plantains for free to people. Watch, you'll make more money. So by giving people free plantains, I sold more chicken and yellow rice for black beans and rice <laughs> because I was giving plantains for free as a sample. So that's where it started, right? You give one, you always get 10 back. When I tip people, Betty, they'll put in a half a point for me and I don't even know and I'll hit and boom. I just gave somebody a $20 tip as a teller taking a bet and I just made whatever, 950 bucks. So that's even more than giving one, right? We're genuinely not expecting anything back in return. You always get Tim back. Not religion or philanthropy, business. So that's why we're in World War III starting, right? So in World War II, we had Winston Churchill, who said you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the YSBC Podcast Network. That's why this one goes cost $800. And that goes to